54321, hello children, and welcome to episode 21 of the On My Dime, On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Johnny Ty. You know him from YouTube or you know him from Instagram. Man's got a great channel, and I think he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. He stemmed away from like the more of like the basic content you'd find on like your run-of-the-mill YouTube channel, and he's making like quality, quality YouTube videos right now. Instagram's great as well. He's doing absolute bits, honestly. Uh Really great conversation. We learned. I learned a lot about goal setting, and we learned learned a little bit about fitness as well, which is which is always a plus. Um, if you guys want to see more episodes like this, drop them a rating on Apple Podcasts and drop me uh, drop drop the episodes a download on Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at on my dime on your time podcast for more podcast related stuff, and you'll get notified there whenever I drop a new episode. Anyways, guys, enjoy the episode. All right, man. So I saw your interview on like Asian Hustle Network, I think it was, and you were talking yeah. about how you got started on YouTube, right? So like, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure, like, I'd love the viewers to like check that out as well because that's a great episode as well. I think that was like your first podcast interview, yeah. First ever, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, so like, what was the initial impetus to you like starting your YouTube channel? Um. Well, mainly it was. Well, fashion, because I have a fashion channel. My fashion channel is mainly uh, derived from my childhood because I've always enjoyed fashion and all that, mainly from games like GTA, San Andreas and stuff. You know, you, you shop at Binko's and try and uh, make your fit pretty fly. That Games like Tony Hawk and Skate 3 and, or EA Skate, any of those games. So I, was always, I always cared about, like, the way my character looked. Um, but also when I moved to New York City back in 2016, um, just subconsciously you care more about your fashion because that's just kind of how New York is. Um, and then I just got really into it, you know. Um, I think it was, it was mainly New York, to be honest, um, when I actually applied it to myself. But it's something I've always cared about when it came to, you know, games and stuff. <laughs> awesome. What- um, but, oh, sorry. Also, also um, I wanted to create it because I hated mechanical engineering. Um, and I, I thought, uh, I thought YouTube was a good route because I saw a lot of YouTubers I looked up to, um, turn into a career and I just, I thought I could do it as well. So there you go. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, cause like, as you grew, I think you're around like 70,000 on, on YouTube roughly. Yeah. I'm at 77, I think at the moment. Holy shit. All right. Props to you, yeah. man. Damn. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, as you like sort of like grew and I think you, and like you grew like pretty, like after like maybe 40,000, you started growing, like you started picking up a bit of momentum and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. what's something that you didn't expect that like happened as your, as your channel grew or like, as you grew on Instagram as well? Uh, it was definitely like, it wasn't like income or any of that stuff. It was mainly like the, the connections I've made. Um, it's like, it's, what do you call it? I guess it's like the butterfly effect or something. One thing leads to a, a ton of other things. And Um, I met so many YouTubers in fashion, outside of fashion, um, and I ended up being roommates with Frugal Aesthetic, who's a good friend of mine. And I was, I lived in a house with a bunch of YouTubers and I just thought I'd never experienced that, you know, so it was was pretty cool, pretty good experience. And that was something I did not expect at all. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just going to be on the YouTube grind and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. You thought it was kind of going to be like a solo sort of thing. Like you're just here on your own hustling, but then there there was actually a lot of people to help you kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't. Okay. I, I thought I knew I'd meet some people. I never thought I'd like develop deep connections. I, I should say that. So okay. for sure. Absolutely. 
again, like you spoke on the um, Asian Hustle Network podcast about like how you grew, like like you grew on YouTube first and then like from there, your audience kind of switched over. Like that you kind of got an audience oh. on Instagram as well. Yeah. From that. So like for like upcoming people who are trying to get into like the fashion space as you are, do you think it's a better idea to like initially gain a following on Instagram first and then be like, okay, cool. I'm having a YouTube channel now, subscribe. Or is it like the oh. other way around? Do you think is a better option? Uh, well, I have no idea on the other route because I only know what I know. And that's definitely yeah. YouTube first. And then Instagram, I honestly don't know Instagram, to be honest. I just post um, and my, my viewers from YouTube go to my Instagram. That's why you see, uh, you know, the engagement and stuff like that but growing on instagram i have no idea so i couldn't tell you <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. if you if you know before me let me know i don't know how to grow on instagram i'm, I'm yeah. trying it just for fun and like it's yeah. like slow progress like i'm kind of doing it like a weird way where it's like you tag a bunch of accounts you do like the hashtag oh i got yeah, yeah i haven't seen you your fits are good man thank you man honestly i, I think you dress better than me I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it that's how it really is. You know, you don't really know what you're doing, but that's the that's the part about fashion that's enjoyable. You know, you just yeah. you're just doing your own thing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's that's something I like about your channel because like you all like some of your older videos. At least you preface them with like, okay, guys, this is how you, this is how I do it because I don't know how to dress. Yeah, there's no real like real set formula. Yeah, there the, there really isn't. It's not like like even cooking isn't exactly the same as like following a recipe because some people have um they prefer saltier food or they prefer more umami taste and stuff like that so everyone's preference is different so really it's just all about what you like you know yeah absolutely here's a, like kind of just a question for me uh, i just want to kind of know this because like yeah like you and i were kind of similar in the respect that we don't really have like a set style like we're not like kind of boxed into like one space because you kind of go into like the more like the minimal side you do like tech wear a lot as well mm -hmm. i have some questions about that later yeah of course do you think it's I don't, I don't know how to word this uh do you think it's sort of like more like like a better option like financially to kind of like box yourself into one style at the like at the expense of like experimenting because i feel like if you have a lot of different aesthetics you're going to be spending a lot more money on like different pieces yeah like different aesthetics and stuff mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's that's actually a good question um it depends because what's different about um, you and I versus your normal like Instagram consumer, or someone that's uh, just into fashion and just likes fashion is we got to create content. You know, we always have to create new outfits and stuff. So we, we are always experimenting. Um, but back then, yeah, I'd say it's better to stick to one bubble initially and then branch off to see what you like. Um, and then try and mix it to your own. Cause that's where we all start off anyways. You know, nobody starts off um, knowing how to play guitar extremely well, you know? And then once you learn how to play guitar, it's, you, you can translate that into other areas and then mix it into your own. Like you can transfer into like piano or drumming, you know, it's very similar stuff, but it's totally different as well. So I'd say initially, yeah, you should probably stick to your look, your preference initially. Um, and get used to that and then nail the basics quote unquote mm. uh because trends are always going to be changing but if you nail the basics you know so yeah that's it's kind I'd of like say. an old quote from from somewhere it's like kind of like learn the rules first then distort them at your leisure kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. pretty much or it's like uh, what bruce lee said he's like absorb what is useful and disregard what isn't you know yeah. and then make it your own it's pretty sure. much just like that you know awesome yeah a lot of people can learn from that i think because I don't know, on Instagram, at least the people like I follow, like they're like the smaller people like started like growing their, a lot, at least on my explore pages, a lot of people are kind of dressing the same, like 
there's like yeah like <laughs> that's kind of like, how it is there's like that we, it's kind of becoming the whole like jerry like the jerry like the jerry boy trend like all over yeah again. there's like a set formula now yeah it's like um and there's nothing wrong with it I, I think it looks a lot better than back then um like the, the varsity jackets and work war, americana workwear type of vibes i really enjoy that look um but yeah it, it, it does come to a point where people start looking similar which is fine um there's really nothing wrong with that but uh individuality comes from adding your little preferences to it which is why i try try to always preach like you know know what you're interested in and get stuff that you like (laughs) so i always like i love breaking bad the show because that's where it was filmed where i'm from and so you know i have a lot of breaking bad gear that i just like wearing just because that's what i like you know (laughs) instead of uh, just rocking whatever's in trend you know you can't really hate on someone who likes star wars or who likes Mm -hmm. breaking bad or um cyberpunk 2077 even though there's a reason why i hate it because the game oh, kind of yeah. sucked but you know what i'm saying like people oh, yeah. like people like what they like and you can't really hate on someone else's taste because that's what they like absolutely. you know absolutely um has fashion like as getting into like this sort of space like positively or effect or negatively even affected like your self-confidence and like how so oh um i well it's definitely more positive than negative but sometimes it can it can lean more towards the negative side <laughs> it's definitely more positive because i'm more um I'm, I'm more carefree because i just enjoy what i like um but back then it was more like comparing myself to others and their successes or comparing myself to their outfits and then constantly having to um, create new outfits is a lot of pressure so um that's like the negative aspects of it and it's always going to happen no matter how no matter where you are in life in my opinion um but positively, positively, of course, it's more, I'm more confident with myself and I am more open to try new things, which is just a good aspect in general for life. So yeah, that alone trumps everything, which is what I enjoy about fashion, you know? Absolutely. Like, like with the, like with a lot of the YouTubers I follow, like a lot of their videos are centered on like recent pickups or like how to style videos. So like, mm-hmm when you grew your following on YouTube and Instagram, did that really, did that sort of put you in the mindset of like overconsumption almost for lack of a better term, like having to continue buying new pieces, keep bringing new pieces in to generate new fits and keep the content like. Yeah, that happens. That's definitely me. (laughs) Um, I, I, yeah, I constantly have to be buying clothes and stuff, which isn't, isn't really a good thing to be honest in terms of the environment, but good thing is I always give my clothes away if I don't ever wear it um like to my friends and family and stuff but yeah that that aspect's really hard because you're you're constantly trying to one-up everything it's always the same type of videos how to style videos recent pickups which is what i've been doing because that's kind of how you got to grow um but i've been trying to um separate myself from the how-to style videos and recent pickups a lot more because at the end of the day recent pickups um adds a lot of pressure to your viewers and stuff to buy new things which again like environmentally isn't the best thing to do but it can it can just train your audience to be like i didn't i always need to buy something new when they really don't you know they're not like fashion youtubers they're just they just enjoy fashion you know so it's kind of a, a hard balance so i've been trying to experiment with other types of videos um aside from those absolutely and you're doing really well with that like honestly like, I'll, I'll just say that right here um, oh thanks man appreciate the the kind words absolutely <laughs> Um, this is, again, this is just the kind of a question for me as well, but like, do you think it's possible to like build a following on either Instagram or on YouTube with a capsule wardrobe? 
Oh, with the capsule wardrobe, like your yeah. own, um, what do you mean by that? Like you have like, maybe, you have a few of each piece. Like you have maybe two coats, maybe three pairs of pants and you have a couple of, oh, of oh. you have a very small, like succinct wardrobe. And do you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you, yeah. Um, can you repeat the question again? Sorry. Like, do you think it's, do you think it's a, like even possible to like build a following on YouTube oh, okay. or Instagram with the capsule wardrobe? That is, that is a good question. Um, I'd say yes. Cause you don't like a following is you don't need like a hundred thousand followers, like hundred thousand followers. Cause I don't even have that. Um, I think you could, um, especially if you add your own perspective to it. Cause that's all like YouTube and content is adding your own perspective. Cause clothes are clothes, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of same looks, um, you know, bad boy style and, you know, Jerry boy and all these other looks. Um, but you can always dress the same piece differently and you can always mix it up and you can talk about if you, especially if you just have, if you just have a capsule wardrobe, you can talk about why you just own this many pair, own this many pairs of pants and coats and all that. That's a good video right there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can talk about why you're like a minimalistic person or a minimalist. So you don't own that many clothes. That could be another type of thing. Clothes for minimalists, stuff like that. You know, um, I'd say you could. But it'll be, I'd say it's also, it's also a lot more difficult because mm -hmm. um, retail therapy actually helps, uh, helps you be more creative as well because you have a new Absolutely. piece to style differently, you know, oh, so, yeah. but yeah, I'd say it's possible. Yeah. Uh, it's just something I've been kind of interested in because like, I'm like a broke university student who's like into yeah. clothes. So like, yeah. I'm and really that's like too much. That's also why I don't like, I feel like making recent pickups videos, it can sometimes be a flex sometimes, you know, it's never intended like any YouTubers that make recent pickups videos. It's typically never the intention of like a flex. It's just showing them what they got, but yeah, it does add that pressure on the audience. But yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird thing. eh? like, I don't know. It's just, it's just an interesting place that we're at in terms in like YouTube and Instagram with all that. I don't know. Yeah. I, it is awkward. Um, it's a weird balance you gotta maintain. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I think like the audience of like some of these bigger YouTubers, they don't understand that their following was built with like very, probably very few items usually. Right. Like they mm -hmm. build it because they have like a sense of style and stuff. And then they eventually like got enough, like, funds either through youtube or through like just finding that like only a certain brand has the look that they're after and then they buy that piece and then right or they're falling further i don't know a lot of people don't realize that it just becomes like no that is like a, a thing i think about a lot too is like i went from like h&m clothes and stuff which is still a great store to be honest and um there's just like the fast fashion aspect if you just buy clothes and you just own a ton a ton of clothes and don't wear it that's like the problem but h&m really is a great place to get clothes like I, I don't it may sound like I, I shit on them a lot but um yeah i i always recommend h&m over going to an expensive place because you don't know what you like yet absolutely um but eventually you'll know what you like and then you you prefer quality um and that develops over time because you're more into the community of fashion instead of just dabbling in it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like everyone kind of built their style on fast fashion pieces to a, to a certain oh, extent. Like everyone, I like, think it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty hard to shell out like two hundred dollars on like some cargo pants, you know? Yeah, at least initially. Um, I spoke to like Chris. Like I, I'm sure you've met like Chris Wong. Yeah, voted and stuff. And he, like 
we spoke a little bit about like budget tech wear and like he he's kind of like distancing himself from that scene a little bit like mm-hmm. because it's becoming a little bit like gate kept and all that fun stuff i was just wondering because like you do make a lot of like tech wear like related videos i'm sure a lot of like your audience kind of like likes that style as well i was wondering if you had any budget tech wear brand recommendations so i kind of a little bit more like expensive than like your Taobao's and like that sort of thing, but like not acronym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, first off, everyone mixes up like cargo pants as tech wear. Not every cargo pants are tech wear, you know, they might have like straps and stuff, but that doesn't make it exactly tech wear because tech wear is like where aesthetics and function meet. And that's where that's like the main part people just need to grasp initially. Um, so I always recommend like, my my cargo pants of choice for streetwear and tech wear is quote unquote tech wear I should say um, is these five eleven tactical apex cargo pants because they they have a, a coating that makes it weather repellent it's breathable it's stretchy there's plenty of pockets and it's a straight cut fit so it goes with a lot of street looks as well um, but you can also taper it yourself or do a, a pin roll or wear them with boots so they can match with uh, the more quote unquote tech wear. Um, so I always recommend those for cargo pants and they're pretty minimalistic looking too. It's nothing crazy. So everyone can rock it. Um, Lululemon's also a great place. Um, they have a lot of technology built into their clothes, like actually useful stuff, like no stink, no stink zinc is what they, they call it. So you ain't going to stink. There's also stretchiness and breathability for the summertime and stuff like that. Uniqlo is also a great place too. Um, for like, they have like block tech stuff, which is their technology for weatherproofing. Um, they have great parkas. Um, but in terms of more expensive brands, they're still technically budget to me because acronyms like $1,200 for some cargo pants, you know, which is, um, for enthusiasts, you know, I always think of it like knives, knives. There's like the, the Amazon knives you can get from like cuisine art or whatever. And it's like, ten dollars or whatever and it still functions very well as a knife then um i have this other knife from Mison, which is a more premium knife which is where i'd say because i made the i made a budget tech wear cargo pants video um i'd say it's like um this one came from rain delusion um that has its own type of uh audience um because the true enthusiasts probably don't like that brand to be honest but i think it's a great start it's what got me into the quote-unquote tech wear look um because i actually appreciated performance a lot more and it's a, a cheaper barrier to meet if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and then nike acg and y3 are also great places as well um nike lab acg especially the one the deploy cargos those are um made out of some cotton fabric or something like that but they're also breathable and they're they are weatherproof and they have modularity to their cargo pants that really gives it a nice look and that's like the expensive like Japanese steel knives type of thing for the more enthusiasts, you know, cause it's hard to shell out. Like um, I've, I've said before, it's hard to shell out $200 for cargo pants unless you're really into it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, and then acronyms like the, the enthusiast knife, you know, <laughs> the pro level knives, you know? So yeah, I'd say that um, is a good place to start. Lululemon 511 tactical um, Uniqlo as like the budget budget. And then you can upgrade um, to the Nike Lab, ACG, and Y3, and stuff like that, and then eventually acronym. <laughs> but I mean, I like I like Rain Delusion. Um, I'm also not a tech wear aficionado, you know. So I appreciate probably things a lot of the enthusiasts probably don't. So 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about fashion. So it's very subjective. You know, you don't always have to conform to what people like. Absolutely. Um, stepping a little bit away from like fashion and stuff, right? Like I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's a lot more work that goes into creating YouTube videos than, than is shown on the channel and that you like may talk about. So like, what are some habits that you employ like on a day-to-day basis or like even a weekly basis maybe to ensure like a good like workflow, like throughout the day, like, and ensure that you produce a quality work. Right, right. Um, for me nowadays, it's a lot different because I'm, I'm fortunately able to go full time with YouTube. Um, so my, a lot of my routine is not ideal, to be honest, but it gives me um, free will to think, even though I don't make as much progress as I should, as what a uh, true hustler on my grand 24 seven type of person would be. Um, Cause really it's all about efficiency at the end of the day. Um, when I first started my channel, I was, um, I was broke as hell. Um, I couldn't afford groceries, uh, for the month. I was barely able to pay rent. Um, so I had to edit for other YouTubers as well, other fashion YouTubers, um, that are still good friends of mine. And that was like the only way I was able to pay for groceries. So you kind of got what got, you kind of got to do what you got to do to fund your channel, especially if, if it's a fashion channel, because, um, for me, I couldn't style the same pieces and I, I couldn't think of, especially when you're getting started, you can't be as creative because you're not used to generating ideas. So you kind of roll with the trends and um, like alpha challenges and how to style this, how to style that. So that's what you initially got to do, you know, is be able to fund your channel. So that's what I had to do initially. <laughs> and then um, working out definitely helps because if I don't work out, um, I feel like, and there's studies on if you, when you, when you work out, like there, you have a increase in endorphins and dopamine and all that. So you feel better about yourself during the day. So, and that's one thing you can check off your day. It's a good um, way to start your day or end your day, however you want to do it. Um, and then, I mean, I should just say fitness alone, just start working out uh, that habit alone uh, will translate to other areas of your life because you got to be disciplined to work out and um maintain your nutrition, your diet, etc. But anyways, uh other than that, it's always I always say go for walks cuz that'll keep you more creative. You think of all your best ideas on walks or showers. <laughs> um but that's really it. That's what I did back then is I just had to work um and generate ideas and don't linger on an idea for way too long, especially when you're first starting off cuz then you'll just delay and delay and you just won't get it out mm. but yeah for me now it's different now it's um i try and i try and sit a lot and walk go for walks and try and think of more creative ideas instead of their your typical how to how to sell this top pants for this or whatever so it keeps me creative and that's how it really should be for youtube yeah. when you say like linger on an idea like can do you mind like expanding on that a little bit more because i didn't really understand what you what you meant yeah, so um, I still struggle with this sometimes, but at the end of the day, um, you want to get content out. If you linger on an idea as in like, oh, is this a good video or not? Uh, should I do this? And you start scripting it, at least when I, for me, I script it a little bit. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Um, so I've been trying to, when I think of an idea and I like it, don't change my mind about it and just keep uh, working on it until, I, until it comes out. Um, sometimes you do, you should pull the plug and be like, oh, this probably isn't a good idea. But most of the time 
it's typically uh, a creator's block and then you just ignore it, you know, which is what I um, would do. And I just wouldn't get content out, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's what's most important is getting some videos or your content out. What are your thoughts on perfectionism? Like as a whole, like, are you a perfectionist or? Uh, I can be, but yeah, like I said, um, you want to get your content out. But at the same time, you got to think, at the same time, it's good to be a perfectionist. Like I always think of um, uh, the gap between GTA 4 and GTA 5. That was about a five, six year gap. And they really refined it, you know. Um, Whereas before it'd be like incremental upgrades from GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Um, They came out almost year after year. But then they waited two years from Vice City to San Andreas. And San Andreas was a beautiful game. And they waited, I think, like four more years for GTA 4 and then five more years for GTA 5. And now we're already seven years for GTA 6. So I think, um, I think it's a good thing to refine your, your work. But there's uh, that fine line where it's like, okay, you're taking a little too long on this video. And you, uh, a glitch effect isn't going to make a, a difference, you know? So you, you just got to get the, the video out, you know? Because... Um, if you linger on a video for, let's just say like an extra day than for each video and you upload 50 videos a year or whatever it is, 52 videos a year for, let's say one every week, you're missing out on 52 days you could have uploaded if yeah. you lingered on each video for an extra day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a fine line, <laughs> yeah. but for the most part, I try and get my videos out right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like with the COVID-19 pandemic and stuff, I mean, it's obviously been like a rough year for all of us. And I'm sure I'm like, and like, like people like make the most of like what you can. So like, yeah. how did the pandemic affect you? And how did you overcome like the negative aspects of it? Um, the pandemic didn't really affect me financially, fortunately, which is what I'm like super grateful for with this, this uh, lifestyle and this job. But mentally, yeah, it was a struggle uh, because all of us, we had the same, the same uh, little crux, you know, something holding us back, which was the pandemic. All of us dealt with it at the same time. So we all had the same level of difficult of, uh, issues, I should say. So um, it's understandable that we were all affected. Um, and mainly it was because, like, I couldn't just do the normal things that I wanted to do that I normally did. So it was like a, a weird, yeah, it was just a weird time. Um, but it made me more, a lot more grateful for friends, family, uh, the bowling alleys, movies, <laughs> and to have a job in general. So if anything, it was like a, a good thing uh, for a lot of people. Um, unfortunately, it was a bad thing for a lot of those that lost their lo- um, family members and stuff like that. But for me, I dealt with it from by learning something new either it's like learning a new editing skill or reading a book or it was um the main one was picking up skateboarding again because that's like the one thing i did as a kid and i stopped for like six years um i skated from like when i was 10 to 14 and then i stopped until like 22 or something like that so that's like eight years and then i stopped again (laughs) up until i was 25 so or 24 so that was like the best part about um, what happened last year or 2020, the, the pandemic is I picked up skateboarding again. And that's like, uh, I'm even more passionate about it now than I was back then. So that was like how I really dealt with it. And a lot of my friends picked up like just 
longboarding or skateboarding in general too, or they learn something new. So that's really how I dealt with it. And then just going day by day, <laughs> looking forward to the next day type of thing. Absolutely. So like, what's your mindset around goal setting? I think it's like that kind of time of year where it's like all in like new year's resolutions and stuff. And I have a question about that later. So like, yeah, what's your mindset around like goal setting and like, how, how do you like, how do you set like quantifiable goals that you're more likely to reach? Yeah. So you want to set, um, so with goals, you want to set attainable goals, but also not like something way too easy. You want it to be, so there's also a fine line with this too. So I tell my friends like to quote unquote, like 10 X your goal. That's like from uh, another book by, um, the name's not coming to me, but, um, you want to overshoot your goal because you're going to, for, let's just say me, let's just say I set a goal for 500 K subscribers or a million subscribers just to make it easier. Um, I'm going to be putting in a million subscriber efforts to my, my YouTube channel versus if I set my goal for hundred thousand subscribers, which is probably what I'm going to hit for 2021. I'm not really going to try as hard. If that makes sense, I'm going to put in a hundred K subscriber effort. So even if you don't reach a million, even if I don't reach a million subscribers, um, I'll be further than if I set 100K subscribers, if that makes sense. Or let's just say 300K subscribers. Um, maybe I hit 500K um, if I set a million subscribers. But if I set 300K subscribers, maybe I'd hit 200, you know, if that makes sense. So you want to um, overshoot your goals and, and like kind of believe that you can do it. Uh, Cause you're going to put in that type of energy, but also you want to be like, okay, that's just not going to happen at all. <laughs> um, especially well with YouTube, it could happen cause you could blow up anytime, but other stuff like, like uh, things that really have like a technicality to it, like losing weight, you can't lose 15 pounds in two weeks or whatever, you know, that's physically impossible. So you want to set it, um, so with that aspect, you want to be realistic with it, but something that can possibly happen, like subscriber count and all that uh, income, then I'd, I'd say it's great to overshoot it because you're going to put in that type of energy. So I hope that kind of makes sense. I might, I might've rambled on a little bit too long. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I like, I like that part about like 10 times in your goal, because like with this podcast and stuff, I set like a goal of releasing 10 episodes for whatever reason. And then yeah. The 10th episode was the hardest episode I've ever had to produce for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. It was um, weird. It's weird. I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using that. that that's going to – that's really – Yeah. Like, you don't want to overshoot it, like, way too much. But, um, yeah, you definitely want to overshoot a little bit. Um, so you put in that type of energy. But also, another thing I'd say is the goal has to be specific because so you, you got to know what target you want to hit. You want to know where your, your basket is to shoot at. Um, yeah, without a goal, you can't score. And also, because, like, that's why I think, like, like, people's resolution is to be, like, happier. It's very vague to be happy, you know? And one, um, happiness can change at any moment. Your emotions can change at any second. Something bad can happen, you know? But even if bad things are happening, you can find a way to um, – you can find a way to be happy in that. So that's why – uh, I don't believe in setting happiness as a goal because I try and make that like, I try and make that a daily thing, you know, try and enjoy something about my day, which is why I try and be grateful for something every day, you know. So be more specific with your goals and set attainable goals for some aspects and um, 
overshoot your goals a little bit for other aspects. Okay. Okay. With all that being said, give me two of your new year's resolutions. If you feel comfortable sharing them and then give me two things for each that you're going to do to ensure that you reach them. Oh shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, definitely. Um, I want to hit five. I wanted, I want to hit 500 K subscribers. <laughs> um, and every year I've set it to be like that much, but I never got close, but I got closer than what I thought I'd be. Um, so I want to hit half a million subs. Um, and I'm going to be posting not the typical stuff, uh, especially this year. And also, um, I want to generate a certain income by the time my birthday rolls or by the time yeah, 2021 ends. Um, that's going to start on my birthday. But um, yeah, that I'm going to be, I have other mediums for that. So I don't want to talk about it at the moment, but yeah, I have other mediums for that um, that I'm going to start up and work on. So awesome. those are the two main goals. Okay. All right. I think it's time we address the elephant in the room. I'm sure a lot of your viewers are asking this and you may have touched on this a little bit in your channel like years or years ago. I'm just going to say, what's your workout routine, man? How do you stay? <laughs> how do you stay so in shape? Oh, hey, I appreciate that, man. Um, so fortunately for me, I used to work in the fitness industry. So I was uh, working for, for Brandon Carter. He's a, oh, another yeah, fitness yeah. YouTuber. Yeah, he's a, um, I was his videographer and editor. So I was, I was surrounded by him um, like almost every day. But before then, I just watched a ton of his videos. And what it, what it comes down to what it really comes down to is picking a diet sticking with it like it doesn't matter which one it is all diets work for the most part um that's why there there's always like a new fad diet type of thing because it really does work if you stick to it um there are many different routes to your destination so that's like the diet aspect um and you can't out train a bad diet is an is another thing so whatever your diet is you want to stick to it but you also want to be able to um for your specific goal maintain a caloric deficit or caloric surplus if you're trying to bulk or whatever and you just got to be consistent that's really it (laughs) but my my workout plan um when i was putting on size when i was like a scrawny dude i was doing full body workouts uh at least three times a week um so the full body workouts consisted only of compound movements meaning um you're working more than two muscles at once so isolation movement would be like chest flies. That only works out your chest or bicep curls only works out your biceps. But I'm talking about like bench press, which would work your shoulders, your triceps, and your chest. That's a compound movement. So it would consist of deadlifts, squats, leg press, bent over rows, pull-ups, and dips, typically. Um, those six exercises or whatever. Um, and if you just do that, you try and progressively overload your, your workouts over time. So increasing your weights increasing the resistance or your, your rest or decreasing your rest, that type of stuff. Um, if you're making progress in that aspect, like if you get one extra rep, you, you lift five pounds more, you're going to, that's progressive overload. You're going to, your body's going to grow. Um, if you're trying to bulk and stuff. Um, but nowadays I really don't, I work out like twice a week. Uh, I lift twice a week, I should say. Um, so it's really just a full body or upper body workout. And then, um, I skate at least three times a week, which is like 
all jumping. <laughs> so it's, you're doing like a thousand jumps a session. So that's what I've been doing as of right now. But back then it was full body workouts. Okay. And, awesome. and that's what I, I rec- I'd recommend to a lot of other people. But quarantine kind of changed it for a lot of people and for me especially because um, I couldn't go to the gym anymore. So, yeah. Do you follow like a set like diet like with a name or do you just kind of like eat healthy, make sure you got like your micronutrients in and that sort of thing? Um, at the moment, I kind of eat whatever I want. Yeah. But back then I was doing intermittent fasting. Um, and then I would try and just stay in a caloric deficit if I was cutting or caloric surplus if I was bulking. So really, um, I personally just love vegetables more than your average person. Like I always have to have vegetables in any of my meals. So, um, that wasn't really hard for me, (laughs) the, the, the diet part. I know it's a struggle for a lot of other people, but that comes down to discipline, um, and sticking to a diet plan that would cater towards your preferences a lot more. Mm. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like, recently, I think since the pandemic happened, or maybe like a couple of years ago, I started like eating more vegetables and being a little bit more healthy, yeah. right? And like, as of now, I get like random food cravings for like eggplant and like weird shit. Like, oh, what? Because <laughs> I can just like, I think I just, I just want healthy food now. I don't Yeah, that's, that's a good thing, though. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, um, for you, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to bulk or something or? I don't know. Like I used to like this. Okay. Like again, again, like two, three years ago, I used to be like, yo, I'm going to be a power lifter. I'm going to become like 195 pounds and jacked. Yeah. But I'm just, like, I just want to like look good in clothes kind of thing. I just want to yeah. like, be sort of healthy, be kind of lean. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. See, when it comes to that, um, with like a fitness goal, if like for a certain look, you got to be specific with it or, um, that's what like when we were talking about goals earlier, you got to have a goal. Otherwise you won't really score. Um, so I recommend being a little bit more specific, but yeah, looking, in, looking good and close is pretty, that's more like a, a lean ripped type of look, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of that comes down to where you're at right now. And if you got to put on some muscle, if you got to shred a little bit, so yeah, it's weird. Like I think since like, again, a couple of years ago, I re- I discovered like the sport of professional arm wrestling. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So like, that's kind <laughs> of like becoming like a bit of a focus now. Like I'm training like okay. that. Nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I don't know. It's weird. Check out some videos if you get the time. This is for the audience and for you if you want to like have a laugh or. Oh yeah, I'll check it out. I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Like, it's it's just nuts, man. Yeah. Um. So like a lot of like my friends and stuff, like people around my age, like I'm in like my early 20s. They're like trying to get into like a lot of like they're trying to like get pets and stuff, like get cats and dogs and stuff. Oh and yeah. You're the owner of like one of the cutest corgis I've ever seen, honestly. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah. So do you have any advice for like new dog owners or new pet owners in general? Yeah. Um, so my dog's name's Ahsoka. She's super cute. Um, if, for those of you guys that watch Star Wars and Clone Wars. Um she, I the main part of parenting as a, a pet owner is you gotta use positive reinforcement. Um how do I explain this? So like, you don't want to yell at your, your dog or your cat or slap them or something that, that doesn't work. Um, and you, you probably don't prefer that as a human being either. <laughs> um, if, if you teach your, your dog to um, like whenever Ahsoka, my dog, she pees on the pee pad um, back then when we were training here, we would reward her. Um, that way she's like, if I pee here, I get a treat. <laughs> They're very simple minded. Um, they, I'm sure they prefer that over, I shouldn't pee here, otherwise I'll get hit. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's more, I want to pee here. I should pee here because I'm going to get a treat and that's good. Um, so I always use positive reinforcement and reinf and for, for my dog, I always give her a treat if she makes, if she does anything I like. Um, so if I'm teaching her a trick, if she makes even the slightest, the slightest tiny bit of progress, like baby steps, I'll give her a treat and let her know that I like that. And then that's how I taught her to do a lot of pretty dope tricks. So positive reinforcement and patience. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. Last, last couple questions here. Uh, do you have any book recommendations for me? Um, have you read how to win friends and influence people? Yes. I didn't like it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's a great book. Um, well for me, uh, cause you got to deal with human beings in general. That's how you, that's how humans are. You got to deal with humans. You got to learn how to um, interact with them. And that's like the guide to human beings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say if, um, if you don't like it, I think if everyone read that book, um, Brandon Carter used to say this as well. Uh, if you, if everyone read that book in high school, if it was taught, then the, the real world would be a lot better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Less, uh, shady. Um, but to me, I really like that book. Um, I also like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It's a good book as well. Uh, it teaches you to care about what you should. Like, it mainly is all about giving a fuck, giving a fuck about certain things um, and only giving a fuck about that, mostly giving a fuck about that. So for me, it's like my girl, my family, my friends, my dog, and that's like what I, in my career, that's all I care about. And you can sacrifice other things, you know? Um, that's a good book. I liked, uh, I read Ego is the Enemy, but I should probably read it again. That was a good book when I read it. That's by Ryan Holiday, I believe. Yeah, Ryan Holiday, yeah. yeah. Uh, 48 Laws of Power. I should reread that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are pretty good books to start off with. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad is pretty good if you, um, didn't know about finances like I did. If, and that's another thing too. If, if, if schools taught that book, it, um, taught finance, uh, the world would be a lot better because I, I ended up in some really bad debt. So yeah, those are pretty good books. All right, man. Last question. What are some upcoming projects that you have like for, for 2021, say? Yeah, so this is going to happen around my birthday, but I do plan on... Um, starting uh another channel okay maybe a few other channels i don't know maybe a skate channel i don't know we'll see but i do have plans um that i'm trying to trying to work out but first i got to get like consistent with my main channel first that's like the goal <laughs> but yeah those yeah and I, sh I should be more consistent i should say like uh because i upload like whenever the video is done but it, yeah. ideally i think it's best if uh you have a certain day and time you're weekly no yeah it's it's yeah. weekly Okay. Um, but if I don't ever hit the same day or oh, same time, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's something I'd like to, I mean, cause it's like the little thing that's like one little refinement I could do that doesn't really matter too much, but I'm sure it matters a little. Sure. Uh, so that's, yeah, those are the main projects. It's like the, another channel for sure, but I don't know about two other ones. We'll see. Beautiful. Would you start a vlog channel? Cause you have like a, you have a good personality. I feel like people would like get into yeah. it. No, I do. Ha I do have a vlog channel. That, okay. Oh yeah. Is it, is it more Johnny Ty, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, if you just want more, yeah. more of my life. Um, I had, that was the same vlog channel I had before. Um, and I was, I was doing what Casey Neistat did, just making stupid vlogs and copying him. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that failed miserably. 
Um, but ever since then, um, I took down all those videos and just restarted the blog channel. So nice. yeah, so I have, to, I have to get consistent with that too. Yeah. Um, which I got a new laptop and that's coming in. So that's, that was like the main crux because I couldn't edit videos on, on this laptop right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't edit on it for, and I still have trouble with it. So yeah. Awesome. All right, man. That's pretty much all the questions I have. So where can the people find you? Um, you can just look up fly with Johnny Ty on Instagram and YouTube. And that's where you can find me. Um, and more Johnny Ty, if you want to know about, know a little bit more about my personal life, you know, I add some skate stuff on there and just show a little bit more of what I do. Um, in terms of like the behind the scenes of YouTube. So yeah. Um, I, I did start, okay. <laughs> I did start the channel already. It's called skate with Johnny Ty. If I ever decide to make skate videos. <laughs> Beautiful, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. I learned a lot in this conversation. Yeah. Anytime, man. I hope this, uh, was useful <laughs> and hope, I hope people will find it useful. They will. Oh, absolutely, man. Definitely. A lot of value here. Uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate, uh, the opportunity for being on and thank you so much. Absolutely, man. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.